This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a car or a house. It's the four wheels that get you where you're going and the four walls that welcome you home. When you combine auto and home insurance with Amica, we'll help protect it all. And the more you cover, the more you can save. Amica. Empathy is our best policy. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Tonight, a new, possibly more contagious strain of the coronavirus in the U.K. sets off alarms around the globe as the U.S. becomes the first country with two authorized vaccines. Questions tonight about what this new strain means for the United States, for the vaccine, and for your family. We have the answers. Great Britain cut off because of the mutation that seems to be more infectious. Tonight, what's being done to keep the strain out of America? And the reminder tonight from the WHO, the coronavirus is changing at a much slower rate than the flu. The president-elect gets his first shot of the Pfizer vaccine as the first six million doses of the Moderna vaccine are rolled out. Tonight, who the CDC says should get vaccinated after healthcare workers. Holiday travel warnings. Airports see the busiest weekend of the pandemic as health officials warn of a Christmas surge. Money before the new year? The Treasury promises those $600 checks could be in your pocket as early as next week. Plus, what else is in the second largest relief bill in American history? No investigations. Attorney General Bill Barr breaks with the president, saying there's no need for a special counsel to investigate Joe Biden's son, Hunter, or President Trump's baseless claims of widespread voter fraud. Only on CBS News. Disturbing video of a deadly accident. Why the victim's family blames a defect in their luxury SUV. And in our series, Season of Giving, acts of kindness paid forward 900 times over. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell. Reporting from the nation's capital. 
Good evening, and thank you for joining us. We're going to begin tonight with that breaking news from the United Kingdom, where there is a new strain of coronavirus that health experts are warning may be more contagious. As a result, at least 40 countries are taking drastic action to isolate the U.K. from closing borders to cutting off trade routes and restricting travel, resulting in chaotic scenes like these at train stations, airports, and on the roads. Now, despite this, experts say at this point there is no evidence that the new strain causes more severe illness. Also not clear is whether that strain is already here in America. But tonight, there are growing calls to ban all flights from the U.K. to the United States. And now this is all happening as the U.S. today becomes the first country to employ two vaccines to prevent COVID. Moderna, rolling out several million doses of its vaccine, will have more on who the CDC thinks should get the vaccines next. As we saw President-elect Joe Biden roll up his sleeve today to receive the first of two shots of the Pfizer vaccine. Also tonight, after months of gridlock, Congress is finally ready to approve a new COVID relief package. Could Americans start getting their relief checks next week? Well, there's a lot of new reporting tonight for you and your family. Our team is following every angle. CBS's Imtiaz Tayab leads off our coverage tonight from London. Good evening, Imtiaz. Nora, good evening. Well, this super infectious strain of the coronavirus, which has essentially shut Great Britain down far faster than anyone anticipated, has caused Gray's concern around the world. If the goal was to contain the rapid spread of the new strain of coronavirus, then these travelers, crammed into one of London's train stations, desperate to get out of the city, wasn't helping. Britain has now ground to a halt just two days after it was revealed the variant of COVID-19 was spreading like wildfire. Hundreds of trucks at the busy Dover port now sit idle after France tightened its borders, raising real concerns over food shortages. The panic is now spreading across the globe, with more than 40 nations suspending flights from Britain, although not the U.S. So far, Americans can still travel from the U.K. to the United States without government restrictions. But with infections from the new strain of COVID-19 still shooting through the roof and huge chunks of England's southeast now under strict lockdown, it's an uphill battle. The new strain was first detected in September. It now accounts for nearly two-thirds of all new transmissions across the UK. Infectious disease experts say that's because it contains mutations, which make it up to 70% more infectious than other strains. Although it's causing greater pressure in the community as a whole, we haven't got any evidence to suggest that it's making the individual sicker. The World Health Organization insists the coronavirus is mutating at a much slower rate than seasonal influenza. But this latest crisis is like no other, and it's now up to the British government to find a way out of it. Imtiaz Tayyip, CBS News, London. I'm Mola Lenghi in Newark, New Jersey, where flights continue to arrive from London, leaving New York Governor Andrew Cuomo sounding the alarm. This is another disaster waiting to happen. Why are we doing nothing? We are in a particularly bad spot right now. With Johns Hopkins epidemiologist Dr. Caitlin Rivers says it's too early to tell the impact of the new strain. Right now, there's no evidence that this new variant will make our vaccine less effective or that it will make tests less effective. This is one thing that scientists will be keeping an extra careful look on, though, to see whether any adjustments need to be made. Tonight, despite warnings by the CDC urging Americans to avoid travel, the nation's airports are now more crowded than any time since the pandemic began. The TSA screening more than three million passengers the past three days. We're going to Orlando. We're going to spend Christmas in Disneyland. How fun is that? 
reality hit on this recent United Airlines flight from Orlando to Los Angeles. Video obtained by TMZ shows passengers performing CPR on a man who reportedly tested positive. The man later died. This was the scene today in Oregon as demonstrators tried to force their way into the state capitol as lawmakers met to discuss the pandemic. In California, where tonight hospitalizations have again hit an all-time high, you can hear the despair in this doctor's voice. If you walk through my hospital, you would not feel like you're in the United States. Amid so much misery, this is 65-year-old Philip Draper, released this weekend from a Kentucky hospital after 21 days on maximum oxygen support. The human touch, so rare in this pandemic, on full display. Oh, I love you. And then the most welcome words of all. Let's get you home. By the looks of it, holiday travel does not appear to be slowing down, but New York Governor Andrew Cuomo says both British Airways and Delta Airlines have agreed to begin testing passengers flying from London to New York. This, as concerns only grow over this new strain, a strain that health experts tell us does not appear to be more dangerous, but is definitely more contagious, Nora. All right, Mola Lenghi, thank you. Tonight, millions of doses of the Moderna vaccine are arriving at thousands of sites around the country. And we're getting new details about who will be among the next 50 million Americans to be given priority for vaccinations. CBS's Errol Barnett reports tonight from hard-hit Tennessee. Tonight, the country's second COVID-19 vaccine is arriving at hospitals nationwide. At this VA facility in Boston, it was a dose of hope for military veteran Patricia Thomas. It's a little scary. But I'm glad to get it over with. Moderna's nearly 6 million doses follows Pfizer's almost 3 million distributed in the past week, both of them initial rounds. This first wave of Moderna shipments will be sent to more than 3,500 sites, a greater number than the Pfizer vaccine was sent to. Also, the Centers for Disease Control is now recommending who's next in line for the vaccine. Frontline essential workers like first responders and teachers, as well as people 75 and older. Already, half a million Americans have received the Pfizer vaccine. This afternoon, President-elect Joe Biden was vaccinated near his Wilmington, Delaware home on live television. I'm doing this to demonstrate that people should be prepared when it's available to take the vaccine. Vaccine reinforcements cannot come soon enough for states like Tennessee, where the infection rate is now among the highest in the country. Now, the governor here insists vaccines will help end the war against this virus. Also tonight, word from the National Institutes of Health that Dr. Anthony Fauci, HHS Secretary Alex Azar and others will receive the Moderna vaccine on camera Tuesday morning. Nor the hope is that will help boost confidence these vaccines are safe. All right, Errol Barnett, thank you. Tonight, Congress is ready to pass a $900 billion COVID relief bill. Final work on the bill is going on right now, and it includes help for small businesses and another round of direct payments. But it's already drawing fire as too little too late for many struggling Americans. CBS's Nancy Cordes joins us from the Capitol. And Nancy, a lot of people want to know, when will those checks be in the mail? Nora, the answer, according to the Treasury Secretary, is that some of those checks are going to start going out next week, assuming that everything goes as planned tonight, with the House and Senate racing to pass a 5,000-page bill that almost no one has read. The $900 billion deal is finally done, four days before Christmas. 
The American people have waited long enough. The cornerstone is another round of stimulus checks, $600 for Americans making less than $75,000 a year, plus 600 more for each of their children. The checks are half as large as the last direct payments eight months ago. That's the least they could have done, other than doing nothing. Chrissy Gatos lost her job as a stagehand just after giving birth. $600 covers half of one month's rent in Newcastle, Delaware. It's embarrassing, I would think, for a country that routinely calls itself the greatest, most wealthy country in the world, that it's taking us nine months to come up with $600. $600 is the amount of money that rich people think poor people think it's a lot of money. The bill does include $300 a week in federal unemployment benefits, but only for the next two and a half months. $45 billion for struggling transit systems and $13 billion to bolster food stamps and child nutrition programs. But a $120 billion fund to help restaurants was a casualty of the compromise. Chef Sean Kelly in Granger, Indiana, is now filing for bankruptcy. I took every bit of money that I had and dumped it back in here to keep it alive, and I just, I can't, I I have no more money. Tonight, Democrats are describing this bill as a down payment. They wanted one three times as large, and they're hoping for another package in the new year. But, Nora, this bill took nine months to come together. So swift action in the new year seems unlikely. Nancy Cordes on Capitol Hill. Thank you, Nancy. Well, tonight, Attorney General William Barr is disputing President Trump's false claims of election fraud and denying the need for a special counsel to investigate President-elect Biden's son, Hunter. We get more now from CBS's Major Garrett. Sequestered in the White House yet again, President Trump received several rebukes today from outgoing Attorney General William Barr. First on the possibility Mr. Trump would call for a special counsel to investigate voter fraud, something Barr himself found no evidence of. If I thought a special counsel at this stage was the right tool uh, and was appropriate, I, <clears throat> I, would do, I would name one, but I haven't and I'm not going to. The president was considering naming Sidney Powell to that role, a conspiracy theorist so off-kilter she was dropped from the Trump campaign legal team. Powell and the president reportedly discussed seizing voting machines to search for fraud. That, too, was knocked down by the attorney general today. I see no basis now for seizing machines by the federal government. Meanwhile, the president's re-election campaign is still fighting, asking the U.S. Supreme Court Sunday to nullify results from Pennsylvania, a full week after the Electoral College certified Mr. Biden the winner. Election law expert David Becker. Um, The merits of it are laughable. What isn't laughable? The president's obsession with the election and his increasingly dangerous notions of how to subvert it. For the first time, we appear to have an American president who is detached from principles from reality. And this should be very frightening. Mr. Trump met with a handful of House Republicans here today to see if they would challenge certification of the Electoral College on January 6th. Now, a Senate Republican would have to endorse such a maneuver, but even if one did, that would merely delay, not prevent, congressional validation of President-elect Biden's victory. Nora? Major Garrett at the White House. Thank you, Major. Now, a CBS News exclusive. We've obtained video of a deadly rollaway accident involving a luxury SUV. The victim's family claims the gear shift can appear to be in park when it's not. 
They're not alone. We should warn you that some of the images are graphic. Here's CBS's Chris Van Cleve. 41-year-old Shadi Farhat was getting out of her 2017 Range Rover SUV when it started rolling, pulling her underneath. The Los Angeles mother of two made it to her feet before collapsing. She died days later. I lost the love of my life. I lost my best friend. Her husband, Michael, is now raising their girls alone. Every day is a struggle. It's a hole that's never going to be filled inside you. In his lawsuit against Jaguar Land Rover, Farhat blames what he calls the defective gear selector in their Range Rover, which uses a dial like this one instead of a stick to change gears. Did she complain about it at all? She complained about it a lot. I can't tell if it's in park. I can't tell if it's in reverse. I can't tell if it's in drive. Company documents from 2017 cited in his suit indicate the automaker was aware of hundreds of potential unintended rollaway complaints in vehicles with dial shifters including 28 in the Range Rover. Gina Warsawiski says it happened to her last month. I believe I put the car into park, got out the car, and my car started reversing towards me. It knocked me down. Her lawsuit claims the SUV ran over her right hand, requiring reconstructive surgery. It was horrific. It was a nightmare that is forever haunting me. The National Highway Traffic Safety Administration spent nearly four years investigating reports of unintended rollaways involving Jaguar Land Rover vehicles with a dial shifter. In August, NHTSA closed its probe, saying it has not identified any mechanical or electronic faults causing the vehicle to shift out of park and blamed operator error. Isn't it sort of on the driver to put the car into park before you get out of it? Sure, but drivers are confused and... um, Land Rover knows that drivers are confused. Following the 2016 death of Star Trek actor Anton Yelchin in a suspected rollaway incident involving his Jeep Grand Cherokee with a recalled shifter, many automakers added safeguards on new vehicles to prevent such an incident, including automatically shifting to park. Land Rover added the feature in 2018 to the hybrid Range Rovers only. I want to get it out there that there is a problem with this car. I don't want anyone else to go through this again. Land Rover declined comments citing pending litigation, but said in a statement that it is concerned and committed to safety and saddened by these incidents. In court filings, the company has said it denies fault and blamed operator error. Now, experts say you can avoid a rollaway situation by getting in the habit of setting the parking brake before you get out of the car. Nora? Chris Van Cleve, thank you. Today, on the 32nd anniversary of the bombing of Pan Am Flight 103, Attorney General William Barr announced new federal charges against a former Libyan intelligence officer. 270 people were killed when the 747 en route to New York was blown from the sky over Lockerbie, Scotland. The man charged is believed to have made the bomb. Barr has called on Libya to turn him over for prosecution. A statue of General Robert E. Lee has been removed from the U.S. Capitol, where it had stood representing Virginia since 1909. State officials plan to replace it with a statue of civil rights icon Barbara Johns. We have some dramatic video of an eruption at Hawaii's Kilauea volcano. That is the first in two years. Ash and steam shot high into the air and a magnitude 4.4 earthquake was later reported. National Park Rangers are warning onlookers, please don't get too close because of toxic gases. In the middle of a pandemic, something else is spreading. Kindness. CBS's Jamie Ucas continues our series, Season of Giving. Minnesota Nice got a little sweeter for the people behind me. With each car that passed through this Dairy Queen earlier this month in Brainerd. It started with a gentleman. He says, I'll cover mine and I will cover theirs. 
One by one, for nearly three days, 900 people paid for the car behind them. Darla Anderson and her manager, Tina Jensen, had never seen anything like it. It's a selfless act, and it was the community coming together to make it happen. That community included the nice woman in car 600, Chantel Pulak. Gal said, it's your lucky day. The people in front of you paid for your ice cream. And we were like, what? She didn't think twice about paying it forward, too. Anytime that you have the opportunity to do something nice, just think of what that person might be going through and how much of an impact you might have on their life. The chain racked up $10,000 in sales. And for those of you wondering, ice cream, Minnesota, December, the best time, it doesn't melt. The hope is the act will thaw the hearts of people everywhere. Starts with one person. You don't know whose life you can change. This has showed me that this world is full of a lot of kindness and love. You betcha. Jamie Yukis, CBS News. That's what you call a blizzard of kindness. On tomorrow's CBS Evening News, we're going to continue that series, Season of Giving, with Chef Jose Andres, who's fed so many during this pandemic. And a reminder, if you can't watch us live, set your DVR so you can watch us later. That's tonight's edition of the CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell. Pay it forward. Good night. If you enjoy tuning in to the CBS Evening News, there are official T-shirts, hats, mugs, and more available for purchase at ParamountShop.com. These products are perfect for any fan of Evening News, and you can take 20% off with code EVENING20. That's 20% off all CBS Evening News products with code EVENING20 at ParamountShop.com. Hi, it's Stephen Colbert. And I'm here to tell you about The Late Show Pod Show, which is the podcast of The Late Show with me, Stephen Colbert. And I'm here with my uh, producer of the podcast, Becca. Hi, Becca. Hi, Stephen. And how long have you been the, the producer of this? We've been doing this for two years now. Okay. And, and what is it like to attempt to uh, get feedback from me about the podcast? Be honest about how quickly I respond to emails. You actually respond to emails surprisingly fast. Really? I, I think you might be the only person I respond to. <laughs> respond too quickly oh well that's good yeah i expected i expected you to lay into me well this was over the strike period oh i had time yeah See, that, that does that doesn't count <laughs> sure i responded to everything because responding to you putting reruns up on the podcast was like a form of employment yeah i felt like i had something to get up for every yeah. day so thank you for that listen to the late show pod show with stephen colbert wherever you get your podcasts